Y'all heard debating, it's all about the conversation Y'all people be getting mad at the observation that we making You know it's all facts, there's no cap in the raps on this podcast Podcast. It's your boy K. Mims. It's Mike James. The only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time. So y'all know, man, we love bringing on dope entrepreneurs, dope people in general, especially millennials, man. So super, super happy to have this young queen killing the game for us on right now. Absolutely. We appreciate Absolutely. your time. Alexis, what up? Appreciate you coming hello, on. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we can, we can jump right into it. So for people that don't know, who is Alexis and where do you get that entrepreneurial spirit from? Yeah, so I'm Alexis Davis, born and raised, arrived in North Carolina, Um, actually just relocated to Orlando, Florida, which is crazy. This is like the first, y'all are like the first people that I'm telling this, like no one even knows that I'm like not in Texas anymore. Wow, yeah, (laughs) uh, yeah. appreciate that. I am a social media manager. I run my own company called The Content Plug, been running it now for um, almost four years, before years at the beginning of um, 2022, and I'm just... So excited, a little overwhelmed with everything that comes with being an entrepreneur, but I honestly love it. I feel like I've always wanted to run my own business. Like even like right after I graduated from UNC, I was like, I really want to run my own business at some point. I tried Mm -hmm. to do it right after I graduated, didn't work out, ended up going into corporate, getting a nine to five, but I've always had that spirit just because I I love the freedom of being able to do what I want to do on my own time, set my own schedule. Like that's really like the dream for me. So sure. I'm all about entrepreneurship. Absolutely. Absolutely. The content plug. Tell us about it. Why did you create it? Who did you create it for? Mm-hmm. Let's dig into that. So, yes. I was a public relations major at UNC. And whenever I got to uh, Carolina, that's really when social media started to just become like a bigger thing. Right. I mean, back in the day, you know, my space, Zanga had a Zanga blog. I was that person on MySpace that updated everyone's MySpace profile. I had a new profile every, or new layout with the music and everything. Every right, year. right, right. So I was that person. And so as time went on, Facebook and all the other apps, I got to college and I was like, you know, I definitely see that there's something there. So I was actually managing accounts when I was in college, you know, on the bus, going to class, tweeting about Black student movement meetings, mm-hmm. um, student television meetings, all the different things. And so once I graduated, I was like, I need to find a job in social media because I really need to figure out like what's going on. And that was 2013. So just think about like where social media has, you know, has grown from that point. And, you know, I had internships, jobs, and I would just always post different like tips and tricks about social media on my Instagram account. And people would always, you know, say, hey, can you like elaborate on this more? Or people would always come to me because they knew that I was the person to go to whenever they had questions about why their Instagram was locked or, you know, if I send, if I send this photo to someone, will they be alerted? Like yeah, I, I get right. some of the craziest questions about yeah. social media. And so from there, I was like, you know what? I think there's a business there. I had someone reach out, wanted me to run some of his accounts. The next day I created LLC and 
I have in my back. So that's really how uh, the content blogger TCP, as I call it, got started. Oh, super, 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 super dope. So talk about, and I heard you say about like, you know, you were in corporate America, you know, you went in college and you started to get on that. Can you talk about some of the challenges that you may have like faced to get to this point or like, even the challenge of just going to a school like UNC that's, you know, a super huge school uh, in public relations, you know, you start corporate America and it's like, bro, I'm the content plug. I got to get out here. You know what I'm saying? So explain that whole, like, right. what challenges you face just to get to where you are now. And it's funny you ask that because whenever I graduated, I did not have a job. So Carolina, we graduated on Mother's Day. And so that Sunday night, you know, we're all excited. You know, we just graduated. I woke up Monday morning in my mom's house, like, all right, now what? Because I was so focused right. on getting a job in social media. And I only wanted to be in Washington, DC because mm -hmm. I interned there the time before. So I was very like specific. And in 2013, getting a job in social media was very, very difficult because most brands didn't even have accounts in 2013. So I was actually trying to pitch my own job to some companies like, hey, I see you have, you know, a marketing lead, a CMO, you have a communications lead, who's running your social media? And it was just like super difficult. So I ended up getting an internship um, in social media and content, which was great, but I really wanted, you know, a full-time job. I ended up pitching my own um, internship for a tech startup which mm -hmm. then took me to Austin, Texas. So I've always been like, okay, I'm going to find a way to get in where I want to get in. Um, but I think working a nine to five is great if you, you know, do not want to be an entrepreneur. I mean, I always preach entrepreneurship. Like that's mm -hmm. really what I'm like, everyone should do it. But I also know mm -hmm. that's not possible. Everyone cannot be an entrepreneur. For sure. But I think, you know, whenever you do have a nine to five, it's important to make sure that you are setting boundaries. And I feel like millennials, I feel like we are so big on like, I'm not doing this. I need a, uh, yeah, for sure. a day Absolutely. off yeah. or not a day off, but I need a remote work day yeah. or like we are very vocal when it comes to the different things that we need to make sure we can get our jobs done. And we're just not really going to take anything that's thrown at us. And that's one thing I'm really happy about when it comes to our generation, especially in the working world. I want to ask this question. I heard you say like you were pitching your job mm -hmm. to get, you know what I'm saying? So two, it's kind of a two part question. Yeah. When did you, when did companies start realizing social media was a necessity? And then mm -hmm. what made you know, like what made you not give up on knowing social media was the way for you to go? and the way to plug yourself in in the world. So like those two things. So like, when did it take off? And then like, when did you, why didn't you give up on it? Because you obviously knew something about social media that everybody else didn't Absolutely. at the time. Absolutely. I feel like around 2014, 2015 is when a lot of brands really started to pay attention. Mm -hmm. And cause you just started seeing people pop up. Like everyone had a Facebook page first, then it went to Twitter and mm -hmm. then Instagram slowly but surely became a thing. Um, but when you think about it, when we graduated from college, like Instagram was not, I look back on my Instagram photos from college and they were totally different than the photos that I'm sharing today. Yeah, for sure. So it took a while for people and brands to catch up. But I think once brands realize like, oh, people are on these platforms and they are having fun, they're sharing, you know, friends and family. And of course, people started figuring out, okay, there's a way to market this and there's a way to make money mm -hmm. off of this. So brands started, of course, jumping on. But I think with me, I was just so fascinated with social media and I, I quickly realized that I kind of understood it a little differently than most people. So mm -hmm. I was like, there's something there. And I just like kept going until I figured out 
how I could help people, especially if I'm just having like a regular conversation with someone about Pinterest or about Instagram. And then they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, all right, this is, this is my chance to plug myself, to kind of pitch myself. And living in DC, that's, I mean, that's like all I feel like DC is. I feel yeah, like right, I'm going to get right. some pushback on that. But everything in DC is, you know, how to really pitch yourself, how to get yourself out there. And I'm definitely happy that I spent that first year out of college in DC, because I think it really taught me a lot about putting yourself out there, not being afraid to introduce yourself to people, because it's really a cutthroat city. Absolutely. Yeah, so, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, very uh, challenging. Yeah. So, so when it comes to uh, entrepreneurship, right, mm-hmm. the, the true beauty in it is you having a vision that the average person uh, didn't come up with and mm-hmm. sometimes can't comprehend, right? Yeah. So the vision that you have for social media and the way that you could use it as a tool a lot of people probably didn't see, right? So that sure. you saw the value in it beyond like the average person. So the mm-hmm. same way you saw the value in it, are you able to speak to like the average challenges that, uh, you know, like these brands today, you know, experience when mm-hmm. they're trying to market themselves using social media? Yes, and there are so many different things that brands are just not getting right with social. So for one, I think some brands are trying too hard to appeal to certain age groups like millennials, Gen Z, the black community like you see so many brands trying to like use our slang use our vernacular and then whenever you look at their team it's like no one on your team even looks like us so it's like where are you getting this from like it's just yeah I see a lot of things like that and then I also see brands trying to like keep up with the Joneses and they're like trying to compete with other brands or trying to do things that don't really align um there's also this like invisible quota that a lot of people have when it comes to social media that people think oh I have to post every single day or I have to post four to five times a week and it's just like you don't have to do that because then you start creating a lot of junk a lot of brands post all the time and it's just like you really do not have to post that much you don't have to be in our faces that much because then you start seeing some things kind of get watered down some things being sloppy and it's just like what like what's the goal here Mm-hmm. Um, but I think overall, this all kind of goes back to the fact that a lot of companies do not have a strategy. They literally just give their phone or their accounts over to an intern or someone who's entry level. And they're like, hey, you know, you run with it and do it. But it's like, you really have to think about who you're actually speaking to, who's your target audience, what do they want, what do they need, what are their pain points, you know, which platforms are you going to be on? Um, I always get people asking me like, oh, so should I be on TikTok? Should I be on this? And it's like, why do you want to be on TikTok? Like, what kinds of content are you going to share there? A lot of times people don't have an answer. So you need to think about which platforms make the most sense for your brand, especially when it comes to your target audience. You know, if you're targeting, let's just say, for example, 75-year-old women, I don't necessarily think TikTok is where you need to be, for example. There, there probably are some 75-year-old women on TikTok. However, <laughs> you probably will do better on Facebook or maybe even on Instagram. So there are, there are things like that that you really have to think about whenever you are posting. And brands, a lot of times, are not thinking about that, especially smaller brands. Yeah. And I heard you say that. I want to I wanna ask this question. I heard you say, like, the myth about posting, 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 posting. What's some of the biggest, like, social media myths that you debunk? in your yeah. company daily or some of the myths that you see all the time. It's just like, 
that's not effective. Like, but you hear it all the time. What's some of them? Oh my gosh. I see so many of these and I see other like social media managers or VAs post about it. And it literally just drives me crazy. Cause I'm like, that is not true. Especially if Instagram has come out and said that some of these things aren't true. Mm-hmm. So there's this myth going around that um, Instagram only shows your content to 10% of your followers. They've already debunked that. They said like, that's, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, they also say, if you don't get a certain number of likes in a certain period of time that, you know, they'll they'll push your post down. That's not true. I'm trying to think what other things that um we hear. There's always rumors about the algorithm changing like uh, all the time. Like anytime people's posts are performing poorly, they're like, oh, the algorithm has changed. And it's just like, no, maybe people are just not into your posts at the moment. Um, because Instagram, there's definitely different types of like things you have to really look at whenever you're trying to post. So, like, for example, if you have a business account, you should look and see when your followers are online. So if your followers are online at 3 p.m., then you should probably post at 3 p.m. But you see people complain like, oh, I posted at 8 a.m. and you know no one likes my posts. And then I go on the analytics. I'm like, well, your followers, maybe they're asleep. Maybe you should wait until yeah. 3 p.m. like Instagram says. Or maybe your followers don't really like whatever you're posting. So there's always these different complaints or things that people make up as excuses for why their content's not doing very well, except instead of them really like asking their audience, like what kinds of content do you want to see? Or, you know, actually doing the research to figure out why their content's not performing well. But those are just a few things that I hear all the time. For sure. M- my bad, Bo. I got another question. Bo. I got another question. <laughs> she, she keep going and making me want to ask something else. Do you think, do you think? Uh, so I heard you talk, talk about earlier, like how people try to like basically like, I don't want to say cultural cultural appropriation. I'm going to say people try to utilize our culture in order to grow things. Yeah. And you talked about their team not looking like what it should in order to diversify what they're saying. Right. How important was team to you on your journey to get, because you've been running it for four years. First of all, hats off you being able to do something for four Absolutely. years, Absolutely. stick yeah. to it, get it out there. So how important was team for you and your journey? And when did it become important for you? Right. So I started my business while I still had a nine to five. It was like my five to nine, as I would call it. So sure. a lot of weekends, a lot of evenings, lunch breaks where I'm like, okay, let me check it on something. So it wasn't until I left my job last year that I started to realize like I needed to build a team gotcha. because I've always kind of been like, oh, I can do this. But then I would just start getting so many requests and I'm like, okay, I actually cannot do this on my own. So The first person that I hired was um, a virtual assistant who I absolutely love. She is awesome. So I definitely think when it comes to entrepreneurship, you have to realize that you can't do it on your own. You can start looking for people who are able to help you grow. Um, But it's always kind of a trick because you also want to make sure that you are looking for people who you can trust as well and people who do a great job. There's like so many different boxes to check because sometimes you know, I'll find people and like the first thing they say is, you know, one day I want to, you know, run my own agency or or I want to run my own business. And so sometimes that can be a red flag because then it's like, are they going to spend so much time, you know, trying to build their own thing that they're not able to really dedicate to, you know, what I have going on. So those are like some things you kind of have to look at whenever you are trying to build a team. Mm -hmm. But from there, I then went on and hired an account manager And so she helps with a lot of the accounts that I have. And I'm actually in the process of looking for another account manager because I have more requests coming in. And I do have a few graphic designers as well, but 
I'm definitely trying to make sure that I do have a diverse team because I want to make sure that I am reaching out to, you know, as I'm getting new clients and I'm able to like reach out to different clients that I can show them that I have people on my team that understand, you know, these different cultures, different genders, just everything that's going on. Because I feel like if everyone is the same, then you're kind of, you know, saying the same things over and over, you know, things are not really they're not really uh, tailored to the different clients that I'm working with. So that's like a big thing for me that I'm working really hard to try to figure out. But it is very hard to try to find like people who also know and understand social media and love it as much as I do. Because sometimes I find people who I know will work well, but then I'm like, I don't know how much um, they know about social media, honestly. So that's the challenge. I got a great question. I'm sorry. (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm sorry. So I'm going to ask this. So just sidebar then we Side. yeah. preference somebody that works really well and you could teach social media or somebody that knows social media really well but may not work as hard oh i would definitely what i would definitely want to teach someone um who's going to work hard because mm-hmm. it's funny because i was going to say the second one because i feel like right now I don't have the time to really train someone like I um, would want to. And I love interns. I had interns in my first job. I was like 23 years old um, in charge of the interns. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm basically intern myself. <laughs> I love interns. I love like training people. I love teaching people new things, but I don't think I can do that in my role right now. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, I feel like I definitely would not pick that one, but yeah. I would definitely pick that person if they, you know, can catch on things quickly and mm-hmm. they can, you know, get the job done versus someone who's kind of like a know-it-all and is like not, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But yeah, I've had to learn so many different things outside of just social media, of course, like being like a manager, being a boss, you know, um, HR, um, finances. There's so many different things that come along with, you know, just posting on social media. And that's what a lot of people think like social media, oh, you're just posting all day, you're tweeting all day. There's way more that goes into it. There's calls, there's analytics, there's customer service, you know, especially if you are, um, you know, managing accounts for a brand that also interacts with other people, then, you know, sometimes you get complaints, you have to figure out how to solve it. I mean, there's, it's crazy. Like it's just so wild. (laughs) No two days the same. I feel that. Absolutely. You good? You you got him out. You got him out. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna let you y'all say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the next one then. Oh so just speak to why content period is important. Like why why as a brand, like why if I have a brand, like why do I even need content? Like why why can't you just like like my product? Like why why you know like speak to it, please. Yeah. So social media has created this like almost marketplace where anyone can market themselves or services, their products. Mm-hmm. And so it's really all, I mean, I would say Facebook's fault. It's kind of my space. It's really all Facebook's fault as to why we're kind of like in this social media world. But I mean, I'm assuming all, you know, Jack and Mark Zuckerberg were like, hey, we need to have these platforms where people can come in and talk about different things. But when you think about Facebook, Facebook was really just, you know, talking to friends and family, you're sharing you know, I went to the beach this weekend or I'm getting married, things like that. And now it's just this big marketplace where anyone can talk about anything, sell any products. And it's, it's really kind of gotten crazy. But I think when it comes to creating good content, 
you really need to create things that are going to be valuable to people, things that people are going to be able to use to solve a pain point, like I mentioned earlier, things that are going to entertain people, that are going to educate mm-hmm. people, that are going to inform people. Those are kind of the three things. But that's really what makes everything happen. This kind of just, you know, what the 2010s and 2020s are all about now. And I'm actually interested to see what the 2030s, which is so crazy to think about right, know, it's going right. to look like when it comes to content and you know, and I also, I think the word content is also funny because at one point it was like, oh, just a photo or a post. Right. And now it's like content, like everything is content, video, it all just comes into this one word. Um, but that's really just kind of how the world started, started to go. Would, would you deem any piece of content more important than the other? Right. Like so, recent pictures, photos, videos, Whatever case may yeah. be. So right now, video is definitely like the top. Like anytime my clients are trying to figure out what to do, you know, let I have a client that's a realtor, for example. So whenever he's going out to check out a new home, I'm not telling him to send me photos. I'm like, send me a video. For sure. So we'll walk through. And then I can take that video and I can make a reel out of it for Instagram. I can make a TikTok video. There's so many different things I can do with it. For sure. Especially if he's using like a great camera, I could probably even get some stills from that video. But video content is number one. So like live video is like the best video content or the best piece of content. Then you have regular video, then you have photos and you have posts. But most uh, social media platforms, I know like Facebook and LinkedIn, they actually hate uh, link content that takes people off the platform because the goal for all these platforms, of course, is to keep us there. Yeah, which right, is right, right, theory right, right, right. as to why everyone doesn't have swipe up on Instagram. Because I have just been trying to figure out, I'm like, why won't they just give it to everyone? Like, why do you have to have 10K? And I'm pretty sure it's because if they give it to everyone, then every single story we see will be a swipe up. Everyone's going to their blog, everyone's going to their YouTube channel, and then they're going to see traffic on Instagram go down. That's my theory. Um, they've never said that, but if that's, that ever comes out, remember this. I, I got you. Right, right, it's recorded. Right, 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 right. It's recorded. But yeah, so that's, there are definitely different tiers to, uh, to content. And that's why, you know, video content, they want it to be as long as possible. Because if I can keep someone on Instagram for, or even on YouTube for an hour, think about how many ads they'll probably see versus someone reading a two sentence post on Facebook. They may read it, click on a link, and then they don't come back to Facebook until the next day. So right, right, right. all about keeping us hooked, honestly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Quick, quick, quick question. When it comes to uh, being an expert in this particular field, right? How much resistance do you see when you're trying to like provide the formula to a specific like uh, brand? Like, do you ever experience uh, resistance because you're a woman, Any anything, because you're Black? Like, mm-hmm. just speak to those experiences, like being an entrepreneur, being a, a business owner, uh, being an expert. Tell us the trials and tribulations you go through when it's time to like, hey, I got a product. This is the information I have for you, Your mm-hmm. the response you get back. That's a great question because I remember I had a, a speaking engagement in Austin a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and it was about creating a social media strategy, got up there from this room full of people, did the presentation, not even going to lie, everyone loved it. And I did have someone, <laughs> she came up to me at the end and she said, I'm not even going to lie to you. I did not think I would get much out of this presentation because you are so young. Oh, and I kind of was just like, 
okay. Like I was, I was nice about it, but it was kind of confusing because I was trying to figure out how old they thought I needed to be in order to talk about social media. Like if anything, you think you want to hear from a millennial or Gen Z, I mean, anyone can talk about social media. You go to conferences as people of all ages, but I just thought that was very interesting. So I, de- I have definitely gotten a lot of pushback because of my age. I think also some people are confused at the whole, how old I am. Right. Um, Austin is a college town. So I've had a lot of people who think that I, you know, was an undergrad and I'm like, no, <laughs> I did not go to college in Austin. Right. So that's been interesting. But I think most of the pushback that I have received is from people who maybe need a bigger team or they don't understand like how Um, large or how small my team is so some people they want like you know a big machine they want 30 people on an account and I'm very upfront with that like hey you know we're a small team here it's a small business I'm unable to give you 24 hour around the clock service um, which is so different I mean there's so many things that I have learned since I left my job last summer because there are things when people email me that they ask questions about and I'm just like, no, 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 I can't do this or I'll pass them on to someone else. Whereas last year I'm like, oh yeah, we can make it work. Like I'll figure out a way. And now I'm definitely like, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not on call 24 seven or, you know, no, this isn't going to work. This price point isn't going to work. So those are things you kind of just have to learn as time goes on. But I sometimes laugh at the questions that I would say yes to back in the day. Cause I wouldn't even look twice now. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, I feel that. I feel that. That's just growth, you know. Yeah. So. so can you speak about when you say growth, can you speak about like how quick is the social media world evolving? How often is that thing like, oh, this oh. was good last week, but now it's like <laughs> Oh yeah. And so it's funny because when Mike asks, like, oh, you know, you're an expert in the field. I actually hate calling myself an expert because I feel like social media changes so much mm-hmm. that you really can't be an expert. You could go to bed, I could go to bed tonight and I could have read up on everything you know, read all the help articles and I'm like, I know something. And then the next day I wake up and everything has changed. Right. Um, and the rules, you know, change. They, they add new features. They are, you know, experimenting with different things. There's new features, there's new buttons. And I think that's why a lot of people are very intimidated with social media because, you know, Instagram, you used to just be able to go up there and post a photo. And now you have photos, you have stories, you have carousels, you have highlights. You can add products and people, you can go live. And it's just kind of like, what? There's so many different buttons and you could literally press one button wrong, like Paul Pierce. So he's, <laughs> oh God. And yeah. then you think maybe you're talking to your friends and then you're live to the whole world. So I think a lot of people are just kind of fearful with social media because they don't know, you know, what could go wrong, especially, um, I see a lot of that on Twitter too, um, when it comes to people just like, seeing things come up from the past and like oh I didn't know people could search tweets I'm like yes people can definitely search your tweets so um there's just so many different things that come up and change and it's it is kind of overwhelming and especially on like Facebook when they move buttons around and you can't find where certain things were Mm -hmm. um I think one more thing really quickly I'm in like a big social media slack group with like hundreds of other social media managers Mm -hmm. and our like running joke in there is how to add a page admin or how to get added to a Facebook page. Cause it's the most simple like thing, right. literally like, you know, someone has a Facebook page and they invite you to, you know, as an admin, but for whatever reason, it is a very difficult process and it changes every so often. Right. And it's like one of the first things that anyone who's ever interacted with social media has ever done. 
but there's always so many questions where it's like I added this person as a friend they have my email address they can't find me like what's going on and it's it's something so simple but it takes so long to do so I can't even imagine all the people who are like okay so how do I send a tweet or you know how do I hit someone on Twitter now um it's just it's the wild west honestly yeah See, you know how my questions go, bro. You got it, bro. <laughs> I, you know, you know how my, you know how my, you know. How my, can I? We're gonna make this one short, and then I'm gonna give Mike the question. <laughs> pick one. Do you think one over the other, or you just need to master one? No one. Is it better to know all a little bit, or one master one of them versus all the platforms? Hmm. I would think that's a good question. I would think it's good to know a little bit about all the platforms just because mm-hmm. most brands are not just on one platform. Mm-hmm. And that's something I don't recommend anyway, because like, let's say that you have a brand and you're only on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If your Instagram account gets shut down or hacked, then what? Yeah. How else will you communicate with your, with your followers? So I always, or with your, you know, your customers, whatever it is, your fans. Mm-hmm. So I always tell brands, it's like, okay, have at least two social media platforms and then also try to have a website. Also try to have a newsletter because once again, if you lose your Instagram page, how are you going to contact people? But I think having a newsletter, which is not social media, but they all somewhat tie into each other is always helpful because it just goes straight to people's inboxes. So, Mm -hmm. so, so the content plug, just speak to some of your uh, short-term, long-term goals, uh, you know, personal and professional, Uh, just let us know what what you got cooking up. Yeah. So by the end of this year, I'm hoping to expand my team a little bit more and bring on um, another account manager to help me with some of the other clients that I have. And then ultimately, I want to hire someone who can go in between my account managers and myself, so that I can kind of start doing more of like CEO type of thing. So doing interviews, speaking at conferences, which I love. Um, You know, or even if I just really want to clear my calendar and take a day off, you know, do that without having to worry. But right now I'm definitely not in a place where I can just do that on any day. Um, but those are basically like my, that's my short-term goal. But then like my long-term goal, I've always wanted to like have like an office that people can come into, clients can come into for meetings. Like I have a Teams, mm-hmm. I have a huddle space. I have a photo booth over there. Like I've, I've always really wanted to have, you know, a fun environment where people can come into work, even though, 2020 has kind of changed that a little bit because we can really work anywhere, but I definitely want to, you know, continue to expand the business to the place where I'm able to help more people, especially black owned businesses. And a lot of my clients are black owned businesses. And that's really important to me because I want to make sure that people have the tools and they can afford to speak to their audience wherever they are. And I feel like a lot of people in our community, just like they don't know where to start or, you know, they're looking for people who are going to understand the different products that they're selling. Um, They're not trying to pitch them something that just really doesn't make sense for the community. And, you know, I've heard so many stories like this and I I just really want to continue to figure out how I can help small businesses. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, taught workshops and courses and all these different things. I just want to continue to keep that going, especially as I grow. Don't want to forget don't want to forget my small businesses definitely for sure for sure and before we close out one last question uh how's the work-life balance you know you, you know you went from from the corporate the, the nine to five then the five to nine now full-time content plug how's that work-life balance 
it's getting better, I will say. <laughs> um, I used to work like all the time and I'm, I'm definitely at a place now where I can confidently close my laptop and I'm like, okay, I've done all I can do for the day. Let's just, you know, end it. I will say that it is hard having or being an entrepreneur in a relationship, whether you're in a relationship or you're engaged or you're married because you have someone else you have to pay attention to. And I always joke with my boyfriend, I'm like, if we were not together, I probably would never sleep because I would probably be on the computer all night. But like, he kind of encourages me like, hey, like, let's go watch a movie or let's go on a walk. Or like, I probably would be on the computer like 15, 18 hours a day, like, like no joke. Sure. Um, but I definitely have started to kind of set some boundaries for myself. So like on Mondays, I only have meetings with my team and then I do not take calls on Fridays because I literally just need a day to right. get work done. I need a day to run errands because sometimes the weekend is already booked up with, you know, family, friends, you know, brunch, whatever you want to do. Sure. So I've definitely tried to kind of like set those parameters and I'm trying to get better at making sure that I book a lunch for myself. Cause sometimes right. I'm just like running in between meetings, you know, trying to eat a sandwich or something, but yeah. it's definitely a challenge. And it's something that I would definitely recommend all entrepreneurs um, just look at because otherwise you will literally drive yourself crazy. You will forget to eat. Um, all day will go by and you're like, I haven't had any water. So you just need to make sure that you are, you know, taking care of yourself as well. And just knowing that work can wait. So I think that's like, like a big takeaway. It's like being an entrepreneur is great, but just do not drive yourself crazy, you know, sure. trying to do everything. For sure, for sure. You can't do it alone. So where can the people find you at? Give them, give them all your plugs, everything. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Give, 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 <laughs> give, give, give them where they can find you at and everything. Yeah, so my website is thecontentplug.com and I'm literally the content plug on all channels. I did that on purpose whenever I decided uh, to start my business. I said, where can I get my URL and all the social handles? So sure. you can find me anywhere. That's, That's, dope. Dope. That's dope. That's dope. dope. So Alexis, thank you so much for coming Appreciate on. Blessings with the information. Appreciate you. We know nothing but great things. Millennials versus the world, man. It's your boy, K.Dot Mims. Mike James. This dude's crazy. I appreciate you. Don't keep me up. They ain't ready for it. They were sleeping on us. Yeah, I know that they were snoring. But they waking up in triple doubles. Yeah.